We hope you enjoy listening to this podcast of St. Louis on the Air, brought to you by University College at Washington University. With undergraduate and graduate programs, part-time, evening, and online. University College at Washington University, offering world-class education within reach. Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Don Marsh. The Shelley v. Kramer U.S. Supreme Court decision of 70 years ago changed segregated housing practices all over the country. It was a St. Louis case that eliminated restrictive covenants, which prohibited African Americans from living in many neighborhoods. Joining me in studio to talk about the latest episode is We Live Here producer-reporter Tim Lloyd. Tim, welcome. Hi, Don. Nice to be here again. You know, I have to tell you, this is one of my favorite episodes because you really brought that important history to life with mm-hmm. family members of the, the family that started it all. Yeah, I think that, you know, and I know you, you feel this way too, that you can bring in legal experts, you can yeah. bring in uh, historians, whatever, but if there's a certain kind of human truth that is only sort of or can only really be found by talking with family members who have the story that's passed down from generation to generation. It it was a great episode um, for us. We really enjoyed putting it together. And and passing down that history, they Mm -hmm. they did so in great detail. There are a lot of little aspects of the story that most people probably would never know. Totally. And I think that aside from just the facts, too, there's a certain kind of – it's hard to put your finger on it when you hear someone – you know, in someone's voice, sort of the emotion and the the weight – um, of this story and how it has shaped their family and, of course, shaped the rest of this country. And how many family members were involved in your conversations? Uh, I think we probably all told, talked to, I'm going to say five, and then we used mainly two in this episode. How did you find them? That's a good question. So uh, not to not to get too deep into the weeds, there's a, a gentleman by the name of Jeffrey Copeland who wrote a book called Olivia's Story, which is about the Shelley versus Kramer case and the conspiracy of people sort of behind helping the Shelleys get into that home in the first place mm-hmm. and bring that legal fight. At any rate, um, somebody who we had talked to for a different episode said, you need to talk to Jeff Copeland. He wrote this great book. And we said, okay, great. You know, I just sent him an email uh, a few weeks pass, and he finally gets back to me, and he says, you know, I'm happy to talk to you, but you need to talk to the family members. And I mm-hmm. said, uh, yeah, I need to talk to the family members, totally. And he sort of helped connect me with a woman by the name of Monica Beckham Holmes, which is featured in the show. And she sort of helped me get together the rest of the family. And we actually talked to them. They're sort of all over the place, um, but they were all, there was a group of, of that, of their family members who were in Dallas for a college graduation, and um, we just got them into a studio last minute in Dallas and got great stories. Oh, that's great. I have to mention, Jeffrey mm-hmm. Copeland has yeah. been a guest on this program many times. Oh, great. Times. Oh, yeah. And in our series on, online on the St. Louis History in Black and White, mm-hmm. we use him to tell the stories. He's so pretty good. He's excellent. He, yeah. And he's very thorough in, yes, in the he research is. that he's done. And I'll tell you what, the, <clears throat> the family loves him. In a major way, yeah. Well, he did a very nice job with yeah, uh, sure the, the Olivia yeah. story. Well, let's get into some detail here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll, we'll leave uh, listeners uh, to uh, listen to the podcast to get the part about sure. the Mississippi beginnings of yeah, all yeah, of this. Yeah. But they got to St. Louis, and what they found in St. Louis was difficulty finding a place to live. The, difficulty finding a place to live and also um, because of segregation, African-American families were clustered in some very limited areas, one of which was sort of downtown St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had um, J.D. and Ethel Shelley, by everyone's account, had very big-hearted people, and they took in kids who needed homes. And so ultimately they had eight kids in a two-bedroom apartment, if you can imagine mm-hmm. that, in downtown St. Louis. 
um, were both working multiple jobs, had saved up a lot of money, and wanted to buy a home. And um, they originally actually looked in the Ville, which at the time was set aside just for African American residents. Uh, but that was there was they couldn't find anything there. So then they wanted to buy a home just outside the Ville in the Greater Ville neighborhood in North St. Louis. But couldn't because of restrictive covenants. Absolutely. So uh, there were racially restrictive covenants that said these homes could not be sold to anyone who was not white. There was a certain amount of desperation, I take it, in getting out of where they were to yeah. find a new home, not only because of all the kids, but they weren't received particularly well wherever they lived. That's true. And, and it was um, there was a, an incident in Mississippi that ultimately spurred their move um, north in which uh, a young girl who worked for a white woman was accused of stealing a watch, was beaten by police, um, J.D. Shelley, saw that, helped the the young woman out of a ditch where the police had, had left her body in Mississippi and said, no, we, we just can't stay here. And that's what drove them um, north ultimately. And, um, you know, it was, there was a lot of overcrowding in downtown St. Louis, certainly. Um, and when they found this home, it was just, it was really a dream house. And they knew, you know, their family members will tell you, they knew that there was going to be problems. Mm-hmm. They had no idea, of course, at the time that their, their um, search for a better home for their family would, you know, make American history. But there was an incident here. There that, was. Yeah, and, and we have some sound, I think, to yeah. uh, illustrate that. So this clip that we're going to play is uh, Lawrence C. Riley Jr. and Monica Beckham Holmes um, talking about a particular incident in which Lawrence's mother, who was the daughter of J.D. and Ethel, uh, was sort of seen as the protector of a lot of these kids. Um, and, you know, decided to take it upon herself to uh, defend some uh, a, a young girl in her family. And I, I don't want to say too much. I want to kind of play the clip and let them um, tell it in their own words. I am Monica Beckham Holmes, the great-great-granddaughter. Wasn't it your mom that it was an incident with? Yeah, and, it was. It was. It was. Once again, the high-spirited school. one, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not to say it like that. But, but it's the truth. <laughs> I, 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 love, the I truth. love that <laughs> word. We're, we're like the high-spirited one. And I'm like, yes, high-spirited. Well, I, I think spirit. I know what that means. Yeah. Um, yes, you know what that so, means. The um, one that doesn't back down. Right? Yeah. yeah. So tell us that story of, I didn't realize that that was your mom. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. that was my mom. It mm-hmm. actually was a situation where um, this guy was 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 pretty much being a little more aggressive than he mm-hmm. should have been mm-hmm. with with one of her sisters. Mm-hmm. It was actually one of her sisters and and then my mom took it upon herself to to handle teach him a lesson. Handle the situation. To teach him a lesson. How did he? T- how okay, did she, let's let's how, break yeah, this yeah. down. What, how did, how did teach she teach him, teach him a lesson? <laughs> yeah. We're being very polite, yeah. high spirited. Teach him a lesson. Come on, give us the details. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, you know, it was pretty rough. You know, yeah. uh, you know, Mississippi. They were known to carry knives. Now <laughs> they were known to carry knives. Wow. Now, she didn't actually. She didn't actually go to the point where um, yeah. he was. He was. He. She. She. Harmed him in that way, but it was just the fact that she had to actually pull a weapon to protect herself and to protect her sister. To get him off of her. Right, mm-hmm. right. That that, that that uh, weapon stopped it, basically. Yeah, that um, that made it uh, a situation where they knew it was getting too crowded and, and the neighborhood was getting a little rough. Mm-hmm. So they wanted to actually move move, move the family there. out of there. They moved into the house on Labadee under the dark of night, almost sneaked into the place. They did. And then the court 
proceedings started. Right. So long story short, they, uh, uh, their case wound up in the U.S. Supreme Court, which ultimately ruled that enforcing these racially restrictive covenants is illegal. Yeah. I think the line uh, used in your piece was, if you can afford to buy, you can afford to own. Wasn't Absolutely. Something, something Absolutely. Like that. That's what it came down to. Yeah. Well, it was a long, drawn-out process. Did they live happily ever after once all of this was over and done with? Well, they still endured, of course, a lot of racist intimidation after this court case had been settled. Um, but they are a wonderful family. And I will tell you, I talked to a lot of those family members, and um, Jeff Copeland, who introduced me to them, will, would say the same thing. They're just wonderful people, and it was a real pleasure to talk with them. Much more to the story than we were mm-hmm. able to tell here, but yeah. we want people to listen to the podcast. And yeah. where can they get, they get them, Tim? Anywhere. <laughs> Anywhere you get your podcast. All righty. Well, it's certainly worth listening yeah. to. I enjoyed it a great deal. Great. Another great job. Thanks, Tim Lloyd. Thank you. Support for We Live Here comes from Metropolitan St. Louis Sewer District. Archive versions of past St. Louis on the Air programs available for download or podcast at stlpublicradio.org slash stlonair. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio 90.7 KWMU. Thanks for listening. I'm Don Marsh.